All right, we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, how are we doing tonight? Marlo, doing pretty good. Uh, had a great day. I guess you could call it a belated Father's Day celebration. I was out on the range on the course with uh, my dad and my brother. Uh, we hit the links, played some golf. It was fantastic, a fantastic Fantastic day, good weather, a little warm on the front nine, but got nice and breezy on the back nine, uh, and I played well enough at times to be like, hey, I should do this a little bit more often, and poor enough at other times to be like, why did I even come out today? Uh, but I think I ended up on the positive side of that, uh, and got thoroughly outplayed by both my brother and my dad, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I had my own cart, so when I had to go chase my ball a couple times, I was fine. I had my own cart, uh, which is a plus. They've learned. They've learned. Like, we'll take, you know, five shots a hole. Casey will take, like, seven. So they, yep. they know. They know. You got a cap on your shots? Nine? Uh, we. Uh, I kept it out at eight. I kept eight. it out at eight. I think there was only maybe one hole where I would have would have capped over nine uh, or nine or above. Um that was just a, you know, a drive. It was a very frustrating. It was a drive into the woods. Maybe found the ball. Maybe found another person's ball. Doesn't matter. I kept it. <laughs> you played the ball uh, where it laid. And then second shot overshot the uh, fairway and went in the water on the other side. That was a tough hole. And that was on. Was that the third, fourth hole? You know, ones like that. Those are tough. But yeah. uh, that only happened once. That might have been a nine if if you're scoring correctly. But I I. I Pegged it at an eight uh, on the scorecard, uh, but it was really fun, really good to get out. Uh, as I said, great day um, for it, and uh, I, I want to get out more. I think I want to get get out more uh, so I can maybe be better, or maybe it's just always this frustrating. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's always the case when you get out uh, first time in the season. I'll, I'll be it pretty late, but you're like, I feel like that's a common for people like myself, and it seems like you that don't golf that often and you get out that first time you're like yeah i wasn't that bad if i kept yeah. doing this it'd be really good and it might be even more enjoyable <laughs> and then the season passes and you yeah yeah and then you golf like one or two more times and you yeah. you never get a feel. i did uh get a a driving range bucket of balls beforehand and mm. i just went out and just like camera a couple of drives a couple irons and stuff and by the end of it i was like and I'm exhausted. Like I'm just, <laughs> do I have to go golf 18? Like, geez, I just hit, you know, it was probably only like 40 balls, but 40, 50 balls. But it's just like, I'm not used to this swinging motion in my in my normal life. I'm no CrossFit champion like Marlo, which brings us to Marlo. What's been occupying your time? Busy, busy times. Busy times, Casey, man. As uh, I had told you uh, yeah. and some other people I, <laughs> in the world. But I... Had the chance and am I, I well and it became official this week. Purchased a CrossFit gym and I'll be an owner manager of said gym, Fortify Fitness Collective, to be exact, here in yeah. Waterkey, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been I, uh, the transaction the transaction happened or from idea to transaction was relatively quick, mm-hmm. um, and then it's relatively quick. So we'll be opening up on the sixth. And that's also a tight timeline. So everything's happened a uh, hundred miles per hour, trying to get the gym ready, new coat of paint, knock down some walls, make it look a little different, put a branding up, um, and then get people back in the gym. And I'm, I'm pretty excited, but it is, yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot of work going on. So is it 
it's going to be, I guess, focus on in-gym experience, or is there going to be some... I know you before you were doing some, you know, I guess, out-of-gym or, or remote-type yeah. exercises yeah, so or whatever. Classes, yeah, was, I guess. Yeah, we were doing Zoom classes before, and just where we were at, we're, we're able to get in the gym. So mm-hmm. we'll be in the gym focus for the foreseeable okay. future if... If things around me change, then we yeah, might have to shift focuses um, yeah. to to some of that online or, or or add that in as an offering. But as of right mm-hmm. now, uh, the focus is the in gym experience. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, as I'm not in the Wanaki area, otherwise I f- obviously would for sure sign up for this CrossFit <laughs> Milo. I mean, yeah. Let's be let's be honest. Well, yeah. Um, but make sure you like it on Facebook. Hey, I've, I th- believe I've liked and shared multiple things, Marlo. In <laughs> fact, in fact, I'm a, a a proud supporter of your of your gym and do what I can to uh, promote that uh, as well. Hopefully, better that I promote this podcast. Let's let's be honest, because <laughs> appreciate. I don't. Yeah, I, I, as you've seen how well I promoted our podcast. I don't know how much of an encouragement it is that I hope promote your gym <laughs> as well. Um, but do it, kid. Do it, can. Oh, uh, that's exciting, Marlon. I'm very excited for, um, I guess your, you know, the gym. See where it goes, and um, I think you know, some great hands with with you, um, yeah. As a a owner slash manager slash, uh, I was gonna trying to come up with some sort of like leader of the gym thing, but it it didn't yeah. come to me. And head it coach, head coach, Dom- uh, It's not coming to me. All right, moving on. All right. <laughs> We have a, we have a show for the people, Marlo. We have a show for yeah, our fans, um, for the fans, and we luckily actually had some breaking news, Marlo. Normally, this stuff happens on Monday mornings or <laughs> after we record, uh, after we record, but before we release. So we're just like perfectly ill-timed for uh, breaking news. But we got some breaking news right before our show started. Cam Newton joins the Patriots on a one-year. I guess all I've seen is incentive-laden deal, uh, and we knew Cam Newton was out there, Marlo. We knew he was going to—we presumed he was going to sign somewhere, yep. and everybody—I don't want to say everybody. Lots of people kept saying, is going to be the Patriots, <laughs> and then it didn't look like the Patriots, and then it ended up being the Patriots. Yeah. It's, I mean— I don't know. I think I told you before. I, I don't know. It's one of those things. If if Cam is not as broken as he showed, it could be a really good thing, or any team. It could have been a really good thing for anything. But this is a total patriot move, right? And I don't think they make a move like this without doing an excessive amount of research, right? Um, so with that said, just the fact that he's going to the Patriots and that, that deal came through, I feel like Cam is at least somewhat right, and he's going to mess like. You know, they they found themselves a bridge, is what I'm what I'm assuming yeah. here. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm trying to. I was researching before the podcast, and I still haven't seen any real information about like what the contract is. And it seems like it's as I mentioned. I just heard it's incentive laden contract, uh, which makes sense. Which essentially is for Cam is it's high upside if he plays well and as this is kind of a essentially the quintessential contract year for him he needs to play well to earn his next contract and for the patriots it's low risk high reward right you get your your risk is 
minimal because you'll pay him very little and only have to pay him if he performs well. And then if he performs well, that's your high reward. Um, it's obviously a stopgap for the Patriots to whatever they're going to do next. And maybe it is Cam Newton if he ends up being healthy and good. It just seems weird to think that he would be there long term over, you know, uh, all things considered. Um, But I can't help but scroll down when I click on the Cam Newton reaches one year deal with the Patriots. The next article is New England Patriots find 1.1 million lose draft pick in film crew fallout. (laughs) Coincidentally, these things happen on the same day. If I were a little bit more conspiracy-driven, Marlo, I would say that there was some sort of coincidence between these two headlines and one of them garnering more attention than the other. Um, granted, I didn't read the second one. I just read the headline. But yeah, <laughs> coincidental nonetheless that those two uh, news headlines happen on the same day. Um, I think this clearly makes the, the... Even if it is a, let's say... What percentage Cam Newton would you need to have him not start over Jared Sidham? Um, not knowing anything about Sidham, I I would assume if you got I don't know, he's seventy percent, seventy five percent. Oh, I was good. I was even going even lower. I was going to go really? like fifty, forty five percent. Cam Newton's probably better than Jared Sidham, uh, just because of the, the unknown factor. Uh, but even so, even if you're getting, let's say that Marlo, seventy five percent of, I don't want to even say peak Cam Newton because peak Cam Newton that was a, a crazy year. I don't know if we're gonna see that, but let's say the normal Cam Newton, seventy five percent of normal Cam Newton, you're getting a, a good quarterback. I mean, it's got to make the Patriots favorite in the East again. Yeah, on paper for sure. I'm sure they spiked up in Vegas. Tough. I bet the article said that, and <laughs> I know I saw it said some odds. Let me do some quick. Patriots from twenty-five to twenty to one to win the Super Bowl, and ten to one to nine to one to win the AFC. That seems low. The AFC. They went from ten to one to nine to one to win. The, I guess that's pretty low as it is. They're twenty. They were twenty-five to one to win the Super Bowl. That seems bananas. All right, that's fine. Um, so I think it cements them to win the AFC East. I think if you get a even 70% Cam Newton with what I think Bill Belichick's plan for this year is going to be, I mean, I think he's going to go defense, ball control, just counter what the NFL is doing and do it really well because he's really smart. Yeah. And Matt and good. And he's just gonna Matt Castle this year with Cam Newton. Yeah, that's a good point. And then there's also I feel like this is you're you're getting a a mad and you got something to prove Cam Newton too. Yeah. Um on top of it. So that could be that uh, I feel like there could be also a deadly unforeseeable force coming through. So I don't know, it'll be interesting. It's I close my eyes and I try to see Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform. It looks funny. Yeah. Um, to me and and then also what type of offense they're going to run, but you know, it sure is going to make it entertaining uh, to see what, what what we're going to get out or what Bill Belichick and, and McDaniel's is going to get out of out of Cam Newton. 
Is it more or less funny than Tom Brady in a Buccaneers orange jersey? That was just weird. Yeah, I know. The creamsicle. I hope, I hope they have like the creamsicle at some point. Because that one looks just weird. On I still haven't seen him in a real one. I saw him in an orange practice jersey. And I was just mm-hmm. like, just kind of just kind of feels weird. Yeah. I think it was on this like Instagram page or something. Stupid. Like that. Uh, all right. That was the NFL news, Marlon. Any other NFL things? It's pretty quiet. Yeah, the NFL is surprisingly <laughs> quiet. I, they're just trying to go through like business as normal. Although the Hall of Fame game did get canceled, yeah, Hall of Fame that was scary. Um, but besides that, I think we're good. I think from a, I don't know, from a football standpoint, I'm a, I'm okay with Hall of Fame game being canceled. Yeah, for sure, sure. But I, I also I would if they came out and canceled preseason, I'd be like, okay, whatever, just give me regular season. Yeah. Cancel everything else. I don't. Really, I don't really care about about preseason. Um, but you're right. I guess to your point, that is a worrying sign of cancellations to come. But that is pretty early in the season and relatively meaningless in the grand scheme of the actual season. So we'll see if that leads to anything else. But it was a. I agree. It was a worrying sign. Um, on to, I guess. Unwarning signs, Marlon, did we think it would happen? We assumed it would happen, right? We thought it would happen, despite the millionaires and billionaires fighting. Uh, MLB, it's going to be back. I, don't, I didn't think it was going to happen. I think as I was there, they were going to mess it up the whole way. But anyways, they're back. That's true. You were, you did think that they were going to screw the pooch and mess it up entirely. Yeah. And I, it, the way this sounds, or the way this is laid out, I guess, they almost did. Like... <laughs> They were, their backs were literally against the wall, and it was like, we can have this, and we'll talk about how legitimate of a season it's going to be. Legitimate is not the right word. How, um, let's just say, baseball-like a season we're going to have versus what a normal season would be. And like how, if they had delayed this any longer, it would have been impossible. So... Let me lay out the the game plan, Marlon, and then we'll talk about uh, some of the the effects of that. So they're going to start July twenty third, twenty fourth. So about a month from now. So they have they're going to do spring some sort of quasi spring training, depending on where your location is, where you want to do spring training. You're going to be able to do that um, wherever you want. They're not going to be games, but you're going to have your kind of ramp up practices, that sort of thing. Uh, season will start the 23rd or 24th. They're still kind of narrowing down date, I guess, as far as that goes. It's going to be a 60-game season in 66 days. Um, And then the season will end September 27th. And it sounds like there's going to be a normal playoffs, but they have the new additional wild card, right? Yeah. So we have an additional wild card. So there's that. So I guess we'll talk new rules. So that's the plan, right? So it's July 23rd. 24th. So I guess when I talk about the backs being against the wall, so let's presume you need a month lead up time from when you say go to when you can actually play games. If they're doing 60 games in 66 days, they literally had no more time to figure this out than they ended up with. They could not have pushed it back any farther yeah, and had no, normal, it was a, normal it was, playoffs. Yeah, at the go, no go date, and they figured, yeah, before they figured it out. And they, and they came up with something. Uh, 60 games in 66 days sounds insane. Um, it does, but it makes me excited because I feel like I can actually pay attention to every game. 
for six for basically two months, only sixty. Like I know it's only, but it's sixty games. I feel like I pay at that, but I can pay attention to every game, no problem. Yeah, no problem. But with less problem. <clears throat> I listened to an interview on uh, Ryan Rossillo on his podcast. Interviewed Dan Heron. It was really an, a really interesting podcast, and he was talking about this this series, this season, and how interesting it will be. <clears throat> And how kind of the intensity of it, because you don't have your like April buildup to baseball. You don't have your, um, you know, your dog days of summer. You have 60 games. You have um, each game is essentially a series. And if you think about that in terms of a baseball season, it, it it's kind of mind blowing to think about because like. Yeah, I don't. You know, Marla, as you go through the summer and you have you kind of you talk about series and you listen to like you know the call in radio and it's like mm-hmm. the Brewers have a series against the Cardinals in July and it's like oh they took one out of three in St. Louis and you're like yeah it was tough you know but we got one out we snagged that last one out of the season the series we didn't get sweeped or whatever it's like that's just a game now in that whole experience is distilled into one game and it's going to be i think really really intense because you're shrinking the season by so much and you're playing so many games in so many days and it's going to be very interesting to see how much teams rely on their kind of proven players their proven starters their proven bullpen guys versus they get expanded rosters because of this 60 games in 66 days but there's so much pressure on each game. Are you really going to just be like, let's try out this, you know, triple A call up that we had to pitch in the seventh inning of this game? It's going to be really interesting how it's played out. And we watch how crazy kind of the end of the season rush is, the, you know, the pennant, not the pennant races, but the wild card races and stuff, and how there's multiple teams going down even now in a 162 game season. And now we're boiling that down in 60 games or adding more wildcard teams it's going to be i think it's going to be a cluster <laughs> and lots of teams are going to be sitting there after 40 games and being like we really got a shot yep it's gonna be and a lot of teams who you thought would have shots like maybe the brewers are sitting there after 20 games or excuse me after 40 games and they're sitting there at like i don't know 20 and 20 and 20 and it's like are we even going to make this in a normal season you're sitting at 20 20 you're like well shit we got a long way to go and we'll figure this out yeah it's gonna be weird it's gonna be weird Marlo. yeah it'll be different like everything's gonna be different but i think for especially i mean i think it's a win for like the general fan um again just it's one of the biggest things is you, you talk to them and it's like the baseball season's too long there's too many games you know we compact this, and you're right too. And it'll, I think it'll be exciting at the end, uh, as teams are, you know, have a better chance of not being out of it and actually going for it. More teams are going to be able to go for it at the end than like a regular yeah. season game, uh, regular season, yeah. uh, you know, theoretically. So, I, I I'm looking forward to it. I think this is going to be all. This is going. I mean, we'll we'll talk about other leagues a little bit, but it's going it's going to be an awesome summer. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, with with the sports coming back, oh yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm not too concerned that like good teams will be left out of the playoffs in this. Like, yeah. um, but it's I, it's more like kind of the the 
500 teams in the NFL making the wild card. It's like, right. should this 500 team make the wild card or win their division and then make the playoffs? That kind of argument. It's it's more kind of on the fringes like that. Should the So if I can make another Brewers example, like, so if the Brewers don't play as well, they're probably a better team than, let's say, the Mariners. But if the Mariners, if it's a different, uh, then let's say um, the Diamondbacks. But the Diamondbacks have a really good run in this 60-game season. Like the Brewers might be a better team, but they were hotter in this exchange. But it's not like the Yankees aren't going to make it. Like the Yankees will probably make it. Yeah. The Dodgers are going to make the playoffs in this format. It's just kind of those teams that are kind of like borderline contending in a contentious division, like I think the Brewers would, or being kind of wild card teams. They might get knocked off by a team who otherwise wouldn't be a wild card team in a full season. Um, so I will stand by my Diamondbacks Brewers uh, comparison there. Other rules, Marlo, happening in this. So full, the playoffs will happen in, in um, full, I think. So that's good because we want to eliminate. Uh, it's already random enough. We don't want more randomness in our baseball playoffs. Uh, there are eliminating the DH yes. in the NL. How do you feel? Well, you're an AL guy, though, Marlo. So I don't know. Do you have any strong feelings about the I, DH being eliminated? I have been asking why this isn't hasn't been the case since I was like ten years old, Casey. I've never, I've never ever understood why one league gets a DH and the other one doesn't. I, it's been racking in my brain, and everyone talks about the being like all the purists come down my throat whenever, <laughs> whenever I say this. But like, it doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense, especially when you get to the World Series, and it's like, what stadium are you playing in? And then now there's different rules in the stadium. Like, it never made sense. I applaud this a hundred percent. Well, because you play in an impure form of baseball, Marlo, <laughs> and. Uh, this opinion is 100% based on the fact that the Brewers now play in the NL, even though they didn't when I was younger. Um, I'm, I, I like not having a DH. I also understand the idea of having a DH. I'm okay with it either way. Uh, I do like the bit of small ball aspect, the bit of strategery. That involve that it comes when a pitcher has to hit. I also recognize that it's kind of dumb, and it's kind of outside of um, what baseball could be or what it is with a DH that you actually have good hitters all the way through the lineup. Why should you have somebody who doesn't even care about hitting up? That makes yeah. sense. Uh, so I understand both sides, and I guess maybe that's the Brewer fan of me who has lived both lives. Um, yeah. I kind of like the differentiation of um, of rules between the NL and AL. Just I thought it was kind of quaint. I thought it was kind of, um, I guess, before interleague play, um, it was a real kind of separation of like we have this same sport, but they kind of have this actually really significant rule that is different. I thought that was a little bit fun. Um, if if not absolutely, I mean it's absolutely arbitrary. But I thought it, it was pretty fun to have this little bit of a difference, and then we could kind of have this little intersport argument about which is the right way, or I mean the pure way is obviously not having a DH, but like what's the best way to have baseball? And it was a fun way to have kind of a conversation or debate within the sport about it, and then both leagues could hold their nose high and say why their way of baseball was better. I don't think it 
and then you can, yeah, it's a little complicated when you have the World Series, sure, but that's kind of fun, and it kind of you don't have that in any other sport. And I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I think it was only a matter of time before they got rid of the DH in the AL or in the NL, excuse me. Uh, and this seems like a perfectly good time to cover the change in other things that are changing. So that's fine. Um, but I don't know. It was fun having different rules. I don't know. It doesn't. You don't need them, but. It was yeah. fun having them, I thought. Okay. Sure. Sure. All right. I don't, I'm not trying to convince anybody that the, this way is the right way to play baseball, but it was fun having fun having a difference. Um, yeah. I do like how they just slide the, they slid that in. You know, yeah, it was just, just like, like, oh, by the way, we're going to start baseball. Oh, yeah, by the way, then there's no DH. And, and I'm uh, pretty... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that part of the Brewers moving back to the NL is because Bud Selig didn't want to pay more money for a DH. I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure that pretty sure that's why they went back to the NL and was the Astros switch over or something? It didn't make any sense. There was a re- really no reason to do it aside from not wanting to pay a DH, I think. Um, that's how I remember it, so we're going to go with that. Uh, other rule, and I perhaps the most drastic rule uh, out of all this because the DH already existed in the AL, so it's not totally drastic. Um, extra innings will start with a runner on second base, Marlowe. As a purist, I have opinions. What is your opinion? Um, they, what did they do? They tried this last year in spring training, or at some? They did it. They did it in the minors. I think all of last year. Yeah, and I think, or was it the All Star? I don't know. Was it the All Star game? They actually did this. They implemented it. I remember watching some game, and it seemed like of significance that had this and i thought it was okay it's i don't know it's kind of weird it's i mean it's fine it's like if both teams if, if both teams get to do or yeah both teams get that they were trying to get the game over yeah but i don't know if that really solves for the problem so to speak because you get a base hit you get a run but the other person has an equal opportunity to get that base hit so is that that really going to speed up the game or you're just going to keep trading off scores you know what i mean um I get what they're trying to get at, but I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the baseball purist coming out in me on this one, yeah. but it doesn't. It just seems kind of wonky. No, it's a it's extremely wonky. Um, it 100 percent speeds up the game. I forgot what the stat was, but it um, it was something like 73 percent of games are over in the tenth versus like 20 percent or something like that. Mm-hmm in normal rules um so it definitely speeds it up has less extra innings and i think it's just it's it's what you want out of your extra innings do you want your extra innings to simulate a normal game do you want your extra extra innings to simulate the game or do you want your extra innings to be a different game that speeds up the end of this game so i I think a similar comparison to soccer, right? So in soccer, you have, um, which I know you know this, Marlo, but you have your normal extra time, but then you have penalty kicks. At some point, you just go like, we're changing the rules of the game, and this game is going to end immediately. Um, So soccer kind of decided, like, we're going to have 30 more minutes, and then if it's not over by then, the rules are absolutely entirely different, and we're ending this freaking thing. Um, So... If baseball, this is like a modified version of that. We're altering our rules slightly because you couldn't 
find the end of the game or you couldn't find a winner in this amount of time. So we're going to alter the rules and find a winner more quickly. Um, it, it speed, it makes multiple extra innings much less likely. Um, but it does alter the rules of the game. And I guess from, I think in a regular season game, this is great. Like, that's fine. Just get the freaking game over with. Let's move on to the next day. Because hey, you know what? We gotta play. We gotta play tomorrow night in Colorado. Let's get there and figure it out. Like that's a regular season. In the playoffs, I think you should just play baseball until you don't play baseball anymore. So I think this is. I don't, I guess I haven't read if it's a regular season or a playoff thing. Regular season, that's fine because most managers just they'll tell you. We just want to get this game over. I don't care if we lose. Just end the game so I don't have to burn my bullpen. So it's a fine rule in that extent. But in the playoffs when it's like every game matters and like it, it, it it's so much more significant, this immediate game that's happening, um, if they're trying to do that for that, I don't like altering the game for that. So I guess I'm trying to split the rule here. I don't know what the rule is for that. So I thought it was going to come down when I wrote this down, I thought it was going to come down a lot harder on the purest side, but I'm much more yeah. willing to have this happen on uh, on a regular season because I mean, let's be honest, Marla, we've been at, at regular season games that go into extra innings and you're like, fuck, they stopped serving beer in the seventh. Let's just oh, go yeah. home. Yeah, for sure. That's tough. They should know. Yeah. The, they should, the, the Stadium staff should know if it's going to go extra Indians so they can properly <laughs> decide when to cut off the beer because it's brutal. Those extra game innings are brutal. When you, you when you are in the stands and it's like the twelfth inning, you're like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even drunk anymore. Like, yeah. and I have to, I have to go home now. Like, what is happening? It's that is not a fun feeling. No, it's not. When you actually I are mean, still at the game and becoming hungover. And becoming hungover, and it's and it's not even like when it's a significant game and it's September, that's fine. But well, let's be honest, our teams aren't haven't really been in that in our fandom. Nope. And you're sitting there in 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 July, and your team's ten games back, and you're like, oh, I should have just gone home. <laughs> I should just, just left. But here I am. It's the fourteenth. Can't go home now. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't happen if we had a runner on second base, I suppose. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Weird tangent, Marlo. All right. That's MLB talk. Any other MLB things? No, man. That's all I got. I just think we're going to have a lot of teams around 30 to 32 wins. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really tricky and really messy and maybe exciting. So let's. We, I didn't even think about this. Let's, or I didn't even mention this, but I guess I guess I kind of want to talk about it. So records, records that will happen this MLB season. Obviously, we're not gonna have like home run king records, right? We're not, nobody's gonna hit. I mean, their home run leader might have like twenty home runs, which will be weird. Right. But average records, they don't count, right? If somebody hits four hundred, it doesn't count. No, I think it will. It doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, they have 400 for 60 games. That doesn't count. Okay. I mean, it's it's still a season. Nobody's hit like 350 in a season for like 10 years. <laughs> it's 
doesn't count. It doesn't count by level. I don't think those average things should count. I mean, our Cy Young, the Cy Young winner might have like six wins. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be a weird yeah, season yeah, as sure. far as that goes. About that. Um, that said, I think individual things as far as like records or like, I, I guess contracts is a different conversation because there's legalese in that, but like those don't count. But whoever wins, just like in the NBA, we'll talk about in a minute, whoever wins, wins. It's not asterisks. It's not whatever. Whoever wins, wins. Yeah. Everybody's coming in this. It's weird. It's messed up. Whoever wins this, wins this. And they get to celebrate. They get to, to their fans get to enjoy it just as much as anything else. Because everybody's fans are coming in this in a really shitty situation. We're all struggling from this pandemic. We're all struggling. So whoever wins, they win. We don't have to ask. We don't have to be like, yeah, but it. They just win. And they win. I hope it's their Brewers. And if they win, I'll celebrate. If it's anybody but the Yankees and Astros, I'll also celebrate them too. But I don't want to come out of this and be like, yeah, but they won in this weird year. You know, it was weird for everybody and it sucked for everybody. And we had to go through five, four months of not sports. Whoever wins, wins. I don't want any asterisks. I don't want to talk about anything else. They win it. Whatever fan base it is, buy your sweaters. That's my soapbox. I'm off my soapbox tomorrow. I'll get back on it when we talk about NBA, but I'm off it for now. All right. Back down from the suck box. Uh, so we can step over to the NBA. Everything's yeah. clear. Um, we're down to a sea, light, uh, sea level height. And so the big <laughs> thing in, in the NBA, uh, the they released the schedule, Casey. Yeah. The re-release schedule uh, that we're going to have in our Disneyland Biodome that's happening. Yep. Uh, players are down there now, I believe. I believe, I believe the... Yeah, I believe the Dome is in session. Players are reporting. Some are not. Da, 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 da. But nevertheless, uh, there's a schedule released starting on July 30th. There will be two games that night with L.A. versus L.A. as the headliner. Um, it's pretty It's pretty wild. There's. It's basically a week, a little over a week of, of straight games. And yeah. I think the best part of looking at the schedule that gave me the tingles was there is going to be games during the week and there's going to be games during the day during during yes absolutely that was the when he said this to me that was the first thing that i saw is i'm looking at 2 30 and four o'clock start times one o'clock start times two o'clock start times i was like this list it's fantastic um and it it feels a little it feels a little bit like uh marsh madness scheduling yeah, and those are Eastern. So we got <laughs> we got. Oh, those are Eastern. Post. Didn't even those think of that. Yeah, <laughs> hot dog. Even um, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get day basketball. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, Marlo. Uh, just looking through the schedule, and obviously it's essentially playoff teams, give or take a couple other teams. So we're just getting we're just getting good matchups in this. Although the third game I see is Orlando Brooklyn, probably not going to be tuning into that one uh, too much. But you mentioned uh, Utah and Zion. Yep, tipping off because uh, they met the rules. How so big do you think Zion got during quarantine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
he's still probably going to be the most athletic person on the court. He's such a weird. He's such a weird guy. Uh, as it as it is, um, I was going to go into hold Zion in that story. I'm not going to. I'm going to steer away from that. Um, it's it, it'll be interesting to see how this goes tomorrow because there's been a lot of talk about how much turnaround there's going to be in these games and how it's going to favor the younger teams. And as you know, Marlo, the Bucks are the oldest team in basketball, if you can believe it. Just keep getting hosed. Just, yeah. Um, Basically because they have, like, Wes Matthews and Brooke Lopez and George Hill. You know, these, mm, I don't call them role players. That's harsh. Important players on their team are a bit older. But we have Giannis, who's not old, and we'll be all we'll be quite all right as far as that goes. Um, no, it looks like a great lineup. I'm very excited for this, um, even more so once you sent me over the schedule because I didn't realize it was released. And it's just interesting matchups every day. And I mean, so we're starting what the 30th year of uh, July, which God, it's still a month away. That sucks. Yep. Um, but through the 14th of August, so. A week and a half, two weeks of just top tier matchups in the NBA, um, all leading up to playoffs. I'm I'm super stoked. I mean, I I I don't know what to say, but I'm 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 really excited about it. Um, the Battle of LA starting yeah. off, yeah, feel LeBron's sure. Bonds back. I mean, feels a bit bit on the nose, but that make that makes sense. Uh, and then you got the next night. The headliner is Milwaukee, Boston, Dallas, yep. Houston. I mean, it's, God, it just looks great. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll, the other thing too. There's, yeah, like you said, these are mostly playoff teams that are going to be playing. All right, so you, all this whole you know basically week and a half to finish off the regular season, which is really just an excuse to get ready for the playoffs. Um, yeah, is going to be. I'm uh, you know I'm hoping players play. I, I, I could see a whole. Hey, we're just here to go for the playoffs, but I hope they play because this is just, it'd be good matchups night in, night out. Well, I think the play in, I almost, so I think if you're, uh, in the playoffs, if you're the Bucks, Lakers, Clippers, whomever, who's already kind of cemented in the playoffs, right? Like the Bucks are not, I'm pretty sure the Bucks will be the one seed unless they like lose every game. Um, but they'll treat this as like a way to get the rotation right, way to get people in, way to get people back involved. You know, they'll try to win the games, right? But they're not going to go balls to the wall and try to win every game, I don't think. So I think you'll get a good mix of teams going for that. And then you'll have play teams like, like uh, who are the fringe playoff teams like in the West, like the the Spurs... Uh, I think uh, Dallas is down there uh, in the Pelicans, you know, who might go balls to the wall and try to try to get a playoff spot that they otherwise wouldn't get. So I think it'll be a good mix of the two. But even I, I don't think anybody's in a position to just rest their players. They want to get them back in to, you know, a fitness level where they can play um, in the playoffs that'll be coming up, you know, here in, in, in mid to late August. So I think we'll get a good a good mix of that. Yeah, yeah. Until July thirtieth kicks off, and Kawhi and LeBron are sitting out for a little management game one. Um, but, but no, I agree with you. Uh, I agree. That's 
that is probably the way. That would be fan- that would be fantastic <laughs> if they just both didn't play. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah just, NBA just, is NBA is back. Just, or will be back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything's scheduled out. I'm getting so excited because with baseball now, the NBA they're all starting around the same time in July. They're gonna go. They're creep. I mean, baseball always creeps in, but now we have basketball creeping into uh, will creep into August and September. Um, and as long as everything goes off, we'll get we'll fly right. It'll even overlap with football a little bit, and we'll just fly right into a football season. It's gonna be fun if that's the way. If this works out that way, you know, it will be fun. And I I absolutely miss je- where I miss baseball the most is just being like, all right, dinner's done. Dishes are done. We're doing something else. And I could just flip on the TV and there's baseball on. And now I'm going to flip it on and there's going to be baseball and basketball. And then it's going to be football. And I just I want that background back in my life, Marlo. And it's it's hopefully coming. It's hopefully coming in a month. And it's not all I'm doing. It's a lot of what I'm doing watching that. But it's not all I'm doing. But it's it's on and hopefully it'll be back on in about a month from now. So... We'll cross our fingers towards that day. Um, yeah. All right, let's hope. Uh, NBA, except for back. I'm, I I just thought it's weird it's all coming back at the same time. I thought it would be a little bit more staggered. I just, I guess I, I thought baseball would be back already. I guess I thought NBA would be back a little bit sooner. It's weird that it's all kind of, kind of coming back at the same time. But I guess it also makes sense from a where we need to be at to actually have sports happening in our country. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Milo, uh, that's sports that are coming, filling the void, our new segment, filling the void of yep. sports. Yep. Not a new what do segment. What are we Recurring segment, Marlo. So I fill the void with, uh, it's a, a hot new Netflix show called The Floor is Lava. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's a, I guess a game show. Um, in which three teams of three uh, compete where they go across a room in this lava-flooded house or something. Um, and the floor is lava, which is really water, but whatever. It's lava. Um, and they have to go across these you know, stations or obstacles or platforms from one end of the room to another, and the team that does it with the most people and the fastest wins, and it is terrible, but also kind of entertaining because I have nothing else to watch, Marlo, and it's three people competing at something, and in this one, it involves lava, and it involves them introducing themselves to an excruciating amount of detail, and them talking about how they're moving a lot more than they should actually be moving on the course, and then most of the time, all of them falling into lava slash water. And it's fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. It's mildly entertaining. Yeah. And really just filled the void of some sort of arbitrary competition I got to watch this week. Did you did you binge through the whole season? Uh, we've watched three episodes. We've watched three or four episodes. We might be on four now. Um, that said, I'm not sure how long a season is, so maybe four episodes is the full season. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure the legs the show has. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was just seeing if I get if I was able to catch up. It's something that Netflix keeps putting in front of me that I sh- tell me to watch. You know, 
So they might be, they might know something there. Uh, but yeah, I was, when I see the title, I'm like, who, this was a total, it's a total quarantine, you know, show that makes it. And did someone's, like, with someone in a call, when they're thinking of this and someone's kid just started playing, they're just saying this, the floor is lava. And they're like, I got it. I got the I got idea. It. I got a new show. Yeah. The floor is going to be lava, but it's just actually going to be red colored water. <laughs> um, it's, it's not, it's not good, but it's, inter- it's mildly entertaining. And uh, it's fun to watch them because the teams come and they're all like, trying to be characters, right? They know they're going on this kind of... I don't know that they know they're going on a dumb show, but they know they're going on this show and they're kind of coming in as these characters. So, in, in for instance, there's like a set of triplets and they're these like brash triplets or there's this set and they're like all school teachers and they're going to be like kind of nerdy about how they do this. So they'll kind of take on this persona of this team that they formed and then they all kind of go across this obstacle course so to speak, that involves watery lava. Um, it's it was fun. It was a fun fill the void thing. It's not a great show, but it, it it's fun to kind kind of follow along and, and watch. And I will we'll watch a couple more. Uh, my son is actually somewhat into it, and he wasn't into the kind of other games that we were we were watching before. Uh, other than he wants to play the floor is lava, and we're like, we just don't really have the energy to do that anymore. It's bedtime, so we don't really. <laughs> I don't really want to get up for that right now. Um, but check it out. It's on Netflix. The floor is lava. Um, that's what I do with Philip Boyd. Marlo, you got anything that you've been watching to fill the sports void? Um, no, I've been trying to get gym open. So Trying to get gym open? <laughs> Doing real things, not watching yeah. terrible Netflix game shows. Yep. So, But I, since you have checked this one out, I will probably check this out. It's one of those shows I watch before I go to bed. And... uh you know, maybe we can take bets on it. Yeah, it um, it's nothing beyond just trading up before you go to bed. It's it's very easy to watch. Not it's good. It, it's it's interesting to see how people try and problem solve in obstacle course as an adult, <laughs> as adults. <laughs> like it's you think they would figure it out better, but they don't. So that's interesting. All right, that's all I got, Marlo. That's how I've been. Right. On the void. Right. That's how you've been to other just void. normal, normal life things. Okay, well that's good. Um, let's fill a void that everyone has been feeling because it's back. Here it is, America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. We are the champions. <laughs> we are Marlo. I'm going to tell you the joke I've been telling everybody who doesn't care at all. I've been okay. waiting 30 years for this, Marlo. Liverpool is finally champions of top flight English football. And the joke is, obviously, I haven't been waiting 30 years. But I have been waiting 10-ish years for this. Um, for, for Liverpool. Liverpool, for those who don't know, um, by way of winning uh, earlier in the week uh, against Crystal Palace, they... Was it Crystal Palace? Yeah, for sure it was Crystal Palace. They uh, needed Manchester City to lose to Chelsea, in which case they win the championship. Manchester City lost to Chelsea 2-1 with Kristen Pulchek, American superhero, 
um, scoring one of the goals, securing Liverpool's title. Liverpool has won the top league for the first time since 1990, um, which is a, in I guess for, not that I knew knew this history or have experienced this history, but Liverpool essentially dominated the 80s in English football. And then the idea that they wouldn't win a title for 30 years in 1990 is like a ludicrous idea, but that's what happened. And now they won a title uh, in, in, in 2020, although in these weird circumstances and although in a season that almost seemed like it was going to get just canceled, um, they... Ended up winning. There's still like 10 games to go, 11 games to go, something crazy like that. Um, it feels great, Marlo, in case you're wondering. Um, I've been a fan of this team for 10 years, and I would say only really got invested in it about five years ago when Jurgen Klopp got involved and when he uh, took over the team. And I think one of the most meaningful things for me was after they won, I watched the game uh, City against Chelsea uh, in which Liverpool won, which is weird that they won the title in a game they weren't even playing in, but that's how you know the EPL and that system works. Um, he came on in an interview afterwards and he was just so emotional and he's like had to cut off the interview because he was so emotional about it and was just kind of like tapped out because he didn't want to want to talk anymore. And for a a manager who's German and had success in the German league to come over and just embrace the club and to have uh, become so singular identified with that club and to embrace its identity and to feed into that identity and to have that emotion, just he was just even talking about how it was even more emotional than he ever thought it would be was so cool to witness and to see um, that I kind of got, got pulled into the emotion of it. Um, as I said, I've only been kind of rooting for about 10 years and I want to take you back more than 10 years ago when I decided to follow this team. Um, it was a time I'd been following the English Premier League for a little bit, but really decided it was time for me to take a team. And I was like, well, what team should I pick? I don't really know. I don't. I don't want to pick like a team that will get relegated. I don't want to pick Manchester United because that seems like picking the Yankees um, at the time. Um, that doesn't seem fair. So I decided to pick a team that was managed by a fellow named Roy Hodson, um, who is my long, obviously long lost uncle, uh, who <laughs> had a not realizing at the time came in. Um, so this had to be July or it had to be summer of 2010 because uh, my long distant relative Roy only last on the job for about six months. <laughs> he was hired in July, um, had a rough start to the season at one point, uh, said it was insulting to suggest that he couldn't handle Liver's big name players. Uh, on October 3rd, he said this, they lost two to one in the, that game to Blackpool. Uh, leaving them third from the bottom after seven games. And Roy admitted that his side were potentially facing a relegation battle. Ten years ago, the manager of Liverpool said they might be facing a 
relegation battle. And now they are uh, Champions of the League fastest that has ever happened. They have a possibility to set the points record, which is set by Manchester City a couple years ago at 100 points. And they have a possibility to set the record for most uh, or largest uh, point difference between them and the second place team. So those are two things I guess they have to play for. Uh, but they already won the league, and it was an an amazing season to follow. Obviously, disappointingly interrupted by the pandemic that we're all all uh, facing. But they were clearly the best team this year. So to go from where they were, I guess, when I started following them with my uh, namesake, terribly coaching them, who by the way failed upwards and ended up coaching like the. <laughs> Just go up, everybody. Go look uh, look up Roy Hodgson's Wikipedia page. It is a um, not stellar performance at uh, at coaching. For example, he led the England team, and they got to the World Cup in um, 2014, and were eliminated the group stage for the first time since 1958. So, not the best record, but hey, namesake, right? So we're a fan. Um, currently coaching Crystal Palace, so I mentioned Liverpool just demolished earlier in the in the episode. Um, so they, Liverpool have has records to chase, so we can tune in and watch that as we go, Marlo. Uh, but they are champions of England, champions of Europe from last year because they went the Champions League, which was delayed, even though they were knocked out of that before the pandemic took over. It was literally the last thing that happened before the pandemic canceled everything, and. Champions of the world because of the weird kind of non-competition competition where the regions teams play. So there we go. Liverpool's the best. It was a fun week, Marlo. They won by beating Crystal Palace and then having Manchester City lose. So it was anticlimactic, but they're a great team and they're fun to watch. Cool. And I support them. So there's that's where we end. Congratulations, Casey. Did it. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel. Champions League, it just. It's just more climatic. You know, the Champions League was a game that I watched and they won, and I could feel it in the moment. This is kind of an anticlimactic realization, although it was. It was really realized earlier in the season when their point differential got so big, so it was just unlikely that they would not win. It's a weird it's a weird way. It's a very when we talk about sport, right? Like this is a very unclimatic way to figure out a champion, but it's the best way to reward the best team. Whereas in American sports we usually go for the climatic and the playoff and whoever's playing the best at that moment. Uh so it's a bit weird to get my head around because like Liverpool is clearly the best team in Europe or excuse me, in England this year. But they won it by beating Crystal Palace and having City lose. It feels... I, I It's not as celebratory as when they won the Champions League and I like realized they won it in that moment, if that makes sense, during that game. So you've already reached the point where like you, when the, you, don't, you don't even get excited for your championships, you're just expecting them now. Like I knew what well, we knew it was going to happen. They had to, they would have had to had a, they had to win something like nine points in eight games, and they were averaging winning like two point three points a game. 
So, like, it was going to happen. I just wish it would have happened during a game in which they played. But the way the schedule worked, it happened where their next best opponent lost. So it's kind of weird. So it happens in baseball, right? Like, your baseball team doesn't clinch the wild card or clinch division when they're necessarily playing, but the other team loses. And you still have a celebration, but it's not as fun as when your team... I got you. Wins the game while you're watching them play. They just won because the other team lost. Or they clinched because the other team lost. It's not as fun. So I guess in that respect, I should enjoy it a little bit more because it's a little bit more common than I think it is. Yep. There you go. In in American in American sport. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Else? Glad I could think through that, Marlo. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Other soccer things happen, but that's the main. All that's right. the main. That's the main thing that happened. There was some cup that Chelsea won today. I'm not even Emirates Cup. I'm not even sure what it is. Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool won the league. Damn it! <laughs> First time in 30 years. But it was fun. It was fun. T- fun telling people I've been waiting 30 years for this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And you're like, oh, that's right. You don't even know that I root for Liverpool. Okay, let me explain it. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't won in 30 years. I've been falling for 10. Really, only five. I did. I mean, I witnessed. I cheered for, or alongside, I guess, their most recent big heartbreak when it's the Gerard slip, where they could have won. Uh, he slipped on, essentially, an open goal shot and whiffed it, and they therefore didn't win, win the title. That was three, four years ago now or something like that. I was along for that ride, that heartbreak. So I was there for that. Um, but I wasn't around for... And last year, I mean, they had... They, they had... Last year, they had the second best... They had the best points of a squad that didn't win the title. So I've been around for, I guess, a bit of a heartbreak, right? For what it's worth. But obviously still not 30. Obviously still not 30 years worth, so... There you right. go. All right. I'm done with the corner kick. <laughs> All right. That's it for the corner kick. Uh, That's going to be it for us. It's going to be it for myself. Um, as always, is find us on Twitter at What32Breeze. Uh, you could uh, please continue. Give us a five star review if you want to. We'd like it. We'd appreciate it. Five star review wherever you listen to these podcasts. Uh, that's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Well, as always, Marlo and our fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.